you already know who it is. We're your two hosts. I'm Sean, a.k.a. Big Sean Kid. And I'm John, a.k.a. Shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Porchlight Talks. Two movies we have coming at you today. Going to be Running Scared, starring Paul Walker. That's a that's the listener requested. Yeah, listener requested by our buddy Josh Vickers. All right, and then we figure we'd pair this with an American Pickle starring Seth Rogen. Yeah, the new HBO Max Maybe. original. Yes. So, um, I guess do we, we want to start with Running Scared? Yeah, Running Scared. Um, can I take a second? Yeah. Just going to talk to Josh right now. Talk to Josh, one-on-one. Hey, Josh. Hey. We're friends, right? Right, right, of course. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We don't love this movie. <laughs> like, not even at all. <laughs> I can uh, appreciate uh, some things about it. Before we dive in, though, let me let me give you a rundown. Running Scare 2006... A low-ranking thug is entrusted by his crime boss to dispose of a gun that killed corrupt cops, but things get out of control when the gun ends up in the wrong hands. It's got Paul Walker, Cameron Bright, a few other people, but all you need to know is Paul Walker, R.I.P. Oh, and Vera... uh, Farmiga. Farmiga, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's been in The Departed, Mm -hmm. and she's in The Conjuring as well, right? Yep, watched that movie last night. Did you really? Yes. No. What do we watch? The Conjuring? No, we watch Insidious. Oh, God. And she's not in Insidious. That's the... No. Sorry. But she... Vera is in Bates Motel, the the show. Oh. She's Bates' mom. So that's where I first got introduced to her. But let's go back to this movie. Paul Walker. Um, What'd I, you think of his performance? I... <sighs> I didn't like it. I didn't either. He... It was too much. He was a psycho. Yes. He screamed every time something bad happened. He, like, screamed like a maniac. Yes, and his first... His, his like, first reaction is always so aggressive. Yeah. It's like, why are you being this much? He was off the chain. Yes. The entire movie. But as you watch the movie, even the the like filming of the movie is off the chain, and and I want to say, it is a poor man's man on fire. <laughs> I guess with the with the style of the, the scenes, yeah, how they're shooting the scenes, and they'll they'll do certain things to make it like it's cool. You're right. I get what you're saying, and I think you even told me that before I watched it, and I did notice what you meant by that. Yeah. But Man on Fire, I feel like, lets a scene breathe a little bit. This was like, 
not to step on some questions I have later, but I was like, what was the cocaine budget on this movie? Because good <laughs> God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, there were so many cuts. Yeah. Yeah. The editing was nuts. They were, it felt like every scene, no matter whether it was action. I mean, the very fir- one of the very first scenes is almost a, a it's a gunfight or a shootout, essentially. Yeah, and I couldn't tell who was what and who yeah. was where. Exactly. I felt like I had no depth of what the scene was. Like, who was where? A lot of times I didn't know where the scene was even taking place. I didn't know who I was supposed to be focused on. Right, exactly. I honestly didn't know Paul Walker would be the star of the film until I was <laughs> 30 minutes into the movie. And I was like, oh, now we have a character. Uh I was going to say that I felt like they just smashed a a bunch of scenes together. It almost like Tommy Wiseau wrote this movie. <laughs> I, but, so I have that written down. Did Tommy Wiseau direct yeah, yeah, this? Yeah. <laughs> no, but shout out to Josh. At least he he gave us uh some as far as like uh, some faults that he had for it. He was like, hey, it's a lot. Pay attention. Don't be on your phone. It's definitely one of those movies. It already has enough going on with it to where you're going crazy in your brain and you're like, I don't know what, what to focus on or what's happening. Um, it's a lot more different than the crazy feeling or what's going on as like the uh, Uncut Gems. Do you remember how we felt? It's like yeah. a lot going on in Uncut Gems. Yeah, but it it made sense. Yeah, it, that's what I was gonna say. It's kind of based in reality ish. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many right on the nose mm-hmm. coincidences that happen in in this movie. This little kid, I think you even told me, or like the the little kid Oleg in Oleg, the, in the yeah. movie. Yeah, you said he's the unluckiest kid of all time. Yeah. He, he really is. He's unlucky. He's got a crappy dad who's a Ru- Russian mafia who's obsessed with John Wayne because his dad was like... It is the m- most random storylines on p- some people's lives. It's also a really random scene when Paul Walker comes home after the shootout and he just wants to muff dive on his girlfriend on the dryer. Is it his uh, wife? I don't know. But, like, but yes. What is he doing? That Your scene kids went are here. so long. And I'm like, we're still he, in the washroom? What the hell? It looked like he was legit down there, too, Sean. I know. She had her underwear to the side, and he was, like, in it. I'm like, Paul, we said cut. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to get a three-second car. <laughs> I was waiting at any time for Paul Walker to roll up in a in an eclipse or a, a skyline and be like, we got to go. Good Lord. <laughs> it was the same character. He was just amped up on pre-workout. Okay, quick question. Yeah. This movie, I guess, is supposed to take place in New Jersey. Okay. Paul Walker's accent, I thought, was a weak attempt at a Boston accent <laughs> for the whole time. I didn't know until oh, today man. that it was in New Jersey. I didn't know. I, I didn't Why know even do it? it? Just at. use your regular voice. Yeah, I, I would have much rather seen Paul Walker in his own his own element. So let's let's get into this kid though. Oleg, does he see demons? I was wondering that. I texted you that. I'm like, what is happening? There's, Are you talking about when he the the kid Oleg was kind of taken under, I guess, as a hostage from that homeless guy? 
But okay. he did kind of look like a demon. He did, and he moved. Remember how he swooped up and picked Yeah, Ulrich but I up? think that's the cocaine editing okay. in the movie. Because I saw that today, too. I I put, I was talking about... I forget who I was talking to. Either way, I was saying that I think what the movie was trying to do was put... It was trying to exaggerate the scene to the sense of how an 11, 12, 13-year-old boy would have felt in that situation. Mm. So to him, the guy was creepy. He was dark. He couldn't see him. He did move a lot quicker. Okay. So that's what I started to try to figure out after I watched the movie. Was like, were they trying to give me the perspective and the over-exaggerated mad- imagination of a 13-year-old? And if they, if that was their purpose, they did it. But I did it in such a way that it didn't give me that real fear that I had when I was a 13-year-old. It was just too cheesy. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, then stay with the kid the whole movie. The, my it was most, all over the place. Anything Paul Walker was in, I really just disliked. He was that bad. And maybe it was the script. I don't know. But he just was so overacting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we get it. You're under duress, but like, you're psychotic. It's not a great American film then, like the then, Tennessee Williams. I wanted to ask. <laughs> Paul Walker is trying to find this gun, and he keeps yep. seeing like, he sees like the shells from the gun, and then he starts imagining how it got there. <laughs> so I, I wrote this note down. I said, Paul is dumb and also Batman? What the hell? Oh, yeah. He is Batman. Well, yeah, and then, spoiler alert, he, we find out he was a cop, which I was just like, okay, whatever. Did you know he was a cop? No. Oh, uh, you didn't call it? That was I supposed to? I didn't know. Uh, Vickers figured you would figure it out okay. uh, during the movie. So they did a good job hiding that part. Spoiler there, Paul Walker is a cop this whole time. Well, he's a shitty cop then because he's he takes bad. his kid with him to all these things. Why? Is he the worst dad ever? Yes, he is. He's the worst dad. He is. He's like, come on, son, let's go find this gun. What? Yeah, you're, yeah. let's run around after we, we've been shot at at our house. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. He passed me the bread. <laughs> How about that pimp, though? <laughs> I... Whatever. I hated that guy. That he was my. That was the most hated character with them or the pedo, the pedophile killers. Which again, this kid, bad luck. He's trying to run away from the people who are killing him. He gets to a van in a parking lot, gets in it, the van, and then all of a sudden he's in the hands of these this couple who are killing kids. Okay, when that happened, I just said fuck you. I actually said that out loud. I'm like, really? He's just going to get into the one van? Right. Out of, out, of, out of everything there. And then the van's filled with toys, and he ends up at this these, this couple's house where he ends up calling, I don't know, Paul Walker's girlfriend or wife. But that just, it made no sense to me why this kid had such bad look. At some point, if I were this kid, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm going home. Like, I, I gotta, I gotta play, I'm going to play video games. I have more be- I have better things to do. I guess so. I mean, I did like when he was in that apartment mm-hmm. with the other little kids. He was like the only one Oleg was the only one who kind Knew. of was like, "Okay, something's going on here. That isn't exactly. right." Exactly. He noticed the floor was had been taped up. And... Yep. Well, let's stop shitting on this for a second. Okay. Do you have a favorite scene? 
yes, when um, what's her name? Verma. Vera. Vera. When Vera confronts the pedophile. That's mine. Is it really? Yeah. No, it isn't. Yeah, it really. I I think so. Hold on. Yeah, when she she walks yeah. in, Oleg had called from the from the bathroom. That was the only time I felt peril. I yeah. was like, okay, there actually might something be, and something I liked, might happen here. I liked her choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like, okay, well, you might as well shoot him based yeah. on the rest of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I was cool with it. That was my favorite scene. It it freaked me out a little bit how they had that room set up, and then the two other kids were asleep, and they had played it off so well when uh. When Vera comes Gosh, comes in, her, yeah. When Vera they comes in, they were so creepy. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was the that was the best scene. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> the hockey player. When he was hitting Paul Walker with a puck. Well, first of all, you know, he starts taunting the kid when he walks into the. Uh, yeah, the ice rink. Yeah, it's only his favorite, the Oleg's favorite team ever. Yes. And then the <laughs> yeah, the hockey player goes to the board that like stick taps the the glass and just laughs at him. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill all your family." And <laughs> Ew, I don't get that whole scene. Perfect aim. He takes three half slap shots right to Paul Walker's face. Perfect. Hits. Looked awful, but you know maybe the Penguins can use him on the third line next year. I don't know. <laughs> He was, yeah, man, the, the editing and graphics during that scene was terrible. And apparently, but, uh, the black lights was pretty The black cool. light hockey, because that's a thing, sure. Do, would you not go to a black, black light hockey game? Stop. I, Do you know how much fun that would be? I, I would know. immediately go. Sign it would me never up. work. If any puck went in the air, you would never, st- you still wouldn't be able to track it. Yeah, you can put it face. neon. It has to be neon in color. Dude, I think it could be done. I would look if they if they did a neon uh, black light game. I'm getting season tickets for the Hurricanes. I just hope this po- this podcast doesn't get popular enough for the NHL to hear it. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, what a great idea! Tommy would run with it. <laughs> it's real American hockey. So at the end, is Paul dead? Oh, you think that's a dream sequence? Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I also said f you, and they revealed he was an undercover cop. You did? Yeah, and then he lived through. And I'm like, come on, really? And okay. your wife didn't know. Yeah. So I she was had like, no idea. He said he was undercover for 12 years. <laughs> First of all, no, you weren't. Second, his wife doesn't know, but they have a 10 year old kid. So. Did they what have you been doing? hook up and immediately get pregnant? That has uh, to be what happened, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. While he was undercover? Because if they were yeah. dating before the 12 years, it was like, yo, mm-hmm. did you just forget that I was a cop? You think he time? met her through through the undercover? Is that why Not, he's in that like kind of a crappy area? I don't she... think so, only because okay. there's one scene where she... Um, talks about them when they got together like sure i got a guy who's uh, rough yeah, around yeah, the yeah. edges or blah yeah. blah blah okay so do you sense. have a favorite character do you want uh, to say it yeah the uh oleg's dad yeah he doesn't shoot him did you uh, already say that no okay good <laughs> <laughs> is either oleg's dad or oleg i like the oleg really kid. oleg's dad why 
because he liked John Wayne, and at the end, he didn't shoot shoot the kid or himself. He walked away and, and sacrificed himself like John Wayne. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's why I'm giving it to him. He's better than anyone else. He actually uh, did a I decent guess. Russian act <laughs> or whatever accent he was doing. <laughs> yeah, like Paul Walker, you have this guy living right next door. You're a cop. Okay. <laughs> you're right. Okay. Well, maybe he And was... you're undercover underground. Like, okay, in and the you criminal ha- how, underworld, how many guns you, you should know who's also other criminals, right? How, how many guns do you think he had in that stash box in his basement? I don't know. At was at that all 30. guns or was that money as well? I don't, it was like evidence, essentially. Like, but why was it not locked up? He just had a blanket over top of it or it was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was sort of hidden, but not really hidden. Like anyone could have found where the guns were. How did he not see his son? They weren't even hidden that well. Oh, hi, son. (laughs) In all seriousness, I think this movie got wrapped up in trying to be too cool in 2006. I think there were a lot of things happening, and I can see what they were trying to do with this movie. Some scenes were like, okay, that could have been cool. The whole hockey scene in the blacklight, that could have been cool if the storyline was right. Yeah, that was another, the action at the end of that. I'm like, I don't know where anyone is. Yeah. It's just random. It's all smashed smorgasbord together. So I was looking up Mm -hmm. uh, posters for the movie Mm -hmm. to post on our Instagram for the today's episode. Yeah. Like an upcoming thing at Porch Lake Talks podcast. Hey. And... I found the poster, and it has a tagline on it. Okay. And it says, makes Kill Bill look like Sesame Street. (laughs) Okay. What? No. Not even close. What the hell? And then I read the other day that Tarantino liked this movie. Shut up. What the hell? Really? It's such a ripoff of his stuff, but not done as well. Do you want to know? So I just looked up the Rotten Tomato. Okay. All right. So the critics gave it a 41%. Okay. I cannot believe this. The audience is at a 79%. Well, we're a bunch of idiots. Okay. What do we, are we just not entertained by... Are we snobby? Welcome to the last episode of Porch Like Talks uh, podcast. That makes me feel bad seeing that, actually. And this is, you know what? I think it just boils down to we're not the audience for this. I think so. Yeah, it's just it wasn't for me. It's not something I'm rewatching ever again. <laughs> I did watch some of it today, you just did. to kind of figure out what my favorite scene was. Okay. Yeah. Well, you want to jump over to a movie that seemed like it was a, a lot more put together? Sure. Okay. An American Pickle. Is the next movie we have up on deck. And out of the two, this one I watched several times because I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. I had seen it before we decided to talk about it on the podcast. Oh, okay. So, uh, real quick rundown. An American Pickle 2020 on IMDb. It's actually rated 5.8 on 5.8? There. Yeah. Yep, I'm surprised about that. Okay. And then, here's a little description. An immigrant worker at a pickle factory is accidentally preserved for 100 years and wakes up in modern-day Brooklyn. Featuring Seth Rogen. 
So, so why'd you watch this a few times? What did you like about it? I like that it was a Seth Rogen movie that was not. It was stupid funny, but there was like a sense of seriousness yeah. behind the entire movie. I agree. I don't know why that that happened or why I felt that way because a lot of the jokes and scenes are really stupid and dumb. I mean, they're just image some immature things. the The way it it opens up, I like how it's filmed. And I don't know if it's called eight millimeter, but essentially, oh, like just the full screen. Yeah, they go to box. like a, a box. Yeah, yeah, and it shows Seth Rogen who plays a guy named Herschel. Yes, in the early nineteen hundreds, and I think it's just supposed to be nineteen twenty, right? Nineteen twenty, and uh, it's played by Seth Rogen. He lives somewhere overseas, and his town is attacked, and he comes to New York falls in a pickle barrel and <laughs> lives for a hundred years in the pickle brine, wakes up to meet his current great 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 grandson who is I think then, it's just yeah, great great grandson. Is played by Seth Rogan. So Seth Rogan plays two parts in this. And I think that was one of my favorite uh things about the movie as well was the fact that it didn't seem like they missed a beat when talking to each other. I, I like that Seth Rogen yeah. did a really good job playing both parts and playing off of... I agree, 100%. I wanted to say, not to get, I don't know, too far into it, but yeah. like Seth Rogen's performance, it might be one of the best ones of this year. I know there's not a lot coming out, Yeah, but... It was my favorite movie this year. It was incredible. Yeah, favorite movie so far I've seen this year. And after I watched it, I started thinking even more deep. Do you think uh, the the title plays off of an American dream? You know how people say you have this an American uh, dream? Probably. And he's talking about an American pickle. So the guy came over, falls into, so it's a little play on words. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're definitely onto something there. Who did you, did you like Herschel or did you like his grandson more or great, great grandson? Ben, mm -hmm. I think he was my favorite character. Ben was? Just because of, I think it's the harder role to play for one, for Seth. Because Herschel is just a one kind of oh. note. And Ben yeah. Ben has to kind of show his range of emotions and mm -hmm. hide his emotions. Mm -hmm. um, I thought he did a really good job of that, Seth Rogen. Uh, ben is not the greatest character. Like, he his... His actual uh, character yeah. morally mm -hmm. is not great in parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I just enjoyed their performance on both parts. I mean, it was really hard to determine who I liked more, but I'm, I'm assuming you liked Herschel more. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like them equally. They, you had the. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. you had the boomer mentality. Like you can work your way through anything. It doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter. You just right. got to put your head down and work. doesn't yeah. matter. That was Herschel's mindset. And then you had more of the 20th, 21st century mindset in Ben. Where he's a software engineer. He works from home. Um, he doesn't have a wife and kids. Right. He just doesn't seem like he has amounted too much in the eyes and perspective of Herschel. I think that's what we're dealing with now in like current society. Yeah, I would say that. I think there's a lot of things in the movie that kind of mirror society in a way. 
or just like maybe a commentary on it. I also think there was some political. Um, There's definitely a scene I think that was meant to be political towards our current side. I don't know political view. Oh, you're talking about like like cancel I, culture and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the fact that Herschel was able to get to a point where he was debating. About, yeah, that debating one seemed right on the nose a little bit with the right. political. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so that's, that's my favorite scene. If we want to talk about our favorite scene, okay, the 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 debate. Yes, that's okay. my favorite scene because Herschel's debating a a woman who is uh, like a feminist activist or whatever, and they're just taking Herschel's words and flipping it. They ask him, "Are you gonna run for office?" And Herschel says. Yes, I would love office. I <laughs> yeah. like very big office. And he everyone goes no crazy. Idea what yeah, that he has means. no idea what he's saying, but everybody in the audience is like, okay, he wants to run for president. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it goes to Ben, who Herschel can't see, and Ben asks him a, a question about essentially white Jesus. Is that what he asks? I thought he yeah. was just talking about. Um... Chris, essentially t- yeah like christianity being taught in the schools or, yes, or prayer but he he knew it would go towards like white christian and so he would offend the majority of america yeah, yeah he's already a- pissed off half of the americans <laughs> from what he previously said and, and now if he throws in the religion he's just going to lose so everybody. ben asked him and herschel herschel says uh everybody knows uh mary covered it up because she was a prostitute and <laughs> the Christian is just made up because Mary was a, a whore and blah 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 and then the next scene he's getting chased by the crowd yeah like now he has no one he has no one because <laughs> he talked about he talked about Jesus that was that was definitely my favorite scene throughout the whole movie uh my favorite scene was when Herschel meets Ben oh really in the I hospital? don't know if I was in my feelings but I teared up when I first saw it. Really? I thought it was so good. I don't know. I think I was really excited because I'm like, this movie's going to be good. And then Greenbaum? he has that. Yeah. yeah. He's like Greenbaum. And then he like yeah. you see the all the emotion. And I'm like, man, is Seth, is Seth Rogen a really good actor now? What the hell? I I mean, his I liked his Ukrainian whatever accent he had going. And I thought he did a great job with Ben. He even was able to take Ben's jaw and his mouth was sort of drop a little bit mm. versus when he was talking as uh, as Herschel. That's a good point. So that was good. So I think he's from Russia, by the way. Okay, yeah, I can't I can't <laughs> say the the name of the the town that they say he's from um, initially. I forget yeah, me that. either. Uh, how about when? <laughs> how about how about the scene in court once Ben? Switches places. Switches with places. Yeah, Herschel switches places with Ben. Ben's <laughs> on trial for coming back into the U.S. illegally, and they use the the beard argument. It's like Herschel had a beard. Ben doesn't have a beard. <laughs> that was so weird. And then the argument for the defense was, uh, uh, Manson didn't have a oh, beard. Yeah. Is this the same man who murdered <laughs> Seth Rogen? Goes shit. <laughs> He's like, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I think oh, that was man. a poke fun at our justice system. You think so? Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of I guess satires throughout I this would movie. Agree. That it's definitely is satire for sure. Picking on a lot of current American 
uh, events. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, another one of the scenes I liked was, uh, well, just the fact that it not meant necessarily a scene, but like the fact that all these hipsters in Brooklyn were in love with Herschel because he dressed exactly <laughs> like they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that uh, is that vintage? Is that vintage? Where did you get that? Herschel's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> so that was pickle stand. But it kind of makes sense that that would happen, that he would blow up like that with his pickle stand. He's just all organic. He has no so preservatives. Where would you be if you were put in like a capsule in a hundred years and came back and met your great grandson? Oh my god, I don't know. I How wouldn't would be like ready fail? to go to work right away. That's what Herschel wanted to do. First, he wanted to go see the graves, and then he wanted to. Well, yeah. To go to so work. then he had a motive to take yeah, that billboard. Exactly. Down. You don't know. Would you? I think I would need therapy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, Society I, would just like culture shock you immediately. Right. So that was a little hard for me to get over. Well, if you're saying it's satire, though. Oh, okay. So they're playing okay. it yeah. completely straight. You're right. You're right. So that's Good like point. your workaround, I guess. It's a, it's a context. Because they even say yeah. um, when he is discovered, uh, Herschel, and they're like, then the scientist explained explain the best science ever, and it made so much sense. And like all the press was like, oh, this makes sense. It makes out. sense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me write about this. So I, for I me, agree. I'm like, okay, we're good. Anything silly from now on is is fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. Is there another character in the movie that stands out for you? Outside other than of, Herschel and Ben. Not really, because it's more there. The, the intern girl was the funniest. Uh, like okay, yeah, character. she was good. I liked her. I'll, it reminded me of Liz, <laughs> your wife. So that's just how I think she would show up at like an intern. Yep, just a lot of energy, very prepared, and that is not a knock on her. I'm no, just saying I, it reminded. Hey, we met at work, John. I've seen it. <laughs> I swear, <laughs> literally, what happened? And as soon as the rioter showed up, she was like, "I cannot be on this internship anymore." And she went and started doing the riots. Yep, she would do that too. <laughs> What uh? Let's see what Rotten Tomato gave this because I was really surprised that the IMDb was at a five a five point eight. Um, man, we suck, Sean, because Rotten Tomato the critics gave it a seventy four percent, the audience gave it a fifty nine percent. Why though? Is that just because of expectations that it's Seth Rogen? That's what I would imagine. I did not go into this movie expecting, uh, you know. Was it knocked up that he was in? He acted like sort of a serious role, but ish, yeah, funny. So I didn't even, I didn't even expect that. I, I, I went in with the expectation of it being sort of a serious toned movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So I Liz did. watched this with me. Okay. And I think we both kind of thought it was going to be like a little silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we came away kind of. We were both like, "This is like a really sweet movie about this." It is. This old man kind of trying to uh, adapt and yeah. be one, like have a family again. Mm-hmm. And then Ben, I think that's why I like Ben so much because of his struggle to accept his family back. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed the first time that they're at the grave scene, um, at the gravestones. Okay. And Herschel is just like, let's pray. Yes. And Ben is obviously not religious. Yep. And he... You can see how uncomfortable he feels, mm-hmm. and he sees his parents' gravestone, and he pulls his phone out. 
Yeah. So your first reaction is, oh, he's just kind of tuning out. But you see, I don't know if you saw it was on his phone. It was like the most, uh, it, it was something about like most fun animal relationships that will cheer up your day. So you could tell his character internally was feeling hurt yeah. and he was trying to cheer himself up. Yeah. But not be vulnerable in front of Herschel. He can't, yeah, because Herschel is is vulnerable. He just doesn't care. He's just like this is the way it is, right? It I is. mean, this is. I would do nasty violence to you. Which I mean, you can't blame him. He's <laughs> from a hundred years ago. <laughs> one of the during, going back to the to the debate, they were like uh, one of the people in the audience asked him, uh, "What do you do when What do you do when they raise taxes on you, Herschel?" He goes, no one raises taxes on Herschel. I would do nasty <laughs> violence to them. <laughs> His initial reaction to everything is like Paul Walker's, just fight. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. So can we talk about why uh, we picked these two movies to go together? We wanted to watch American Pickle first, right? Yes. And then Josh recommended Running Scared, and you said, let's Maybe if they preserved Paul Walker in Pickle Brine, <laughs> yeah, we bring them that's back. That's the link of our movies. Yeah, we bring them back. So we're bring we brought back Paul Walker to life through Running Scared, just like the Pickle Brine <laughs> kept Seth Rogen, uh, Herschel, a hundred years in Brooklyn. I think we kind of killed Paul Walker again. Yeah, well, he did it to himself by making this silly-ass movie. He can thank Vickers for that. <laughs> we like Paul Walker, everyone. I want to give a rating to American Pickle. Okay. 7.5. Oh, really? I thought you'd yeah. be higher than that just because of how many times you watched it. Mm, I'm about an 8. Okay. I liked it. What about Running Scared? Uh, A 3. Oh, man. I was going to say a 3.5. Yeah, I mean, look, it was watchable, but I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. You know what I do want to watch again? What? Dame versus the Grizzlies from that playoff. I'll watch Dame versus anybody. That was the best game. Can we just say that? Let's kick it off. Well, yeah, let's go ahead in the NBA. I mean, yeah, uh, kick it off. Best game. Yeah, so we got. Let me hit pause on you for just a second. All right. So we got. Uh, some things that we want to go over, but yeah, first let's start it off. Best game mm-hmm. to recap all of the seeding games in the bubble. The best game was definitely the Grizz versus Portland. Yeah, uh, in the play-in game, For back sure. and forth the whole way, very close. Mm-hmm. C.J. McCollum hero this time. Yeah, gave Dame the night off, although he still had what thirty-one and ten assists. He had, yeah, he had a decent night. I mean. Still decent, had a great, great game, night. and it was like yeah. his fourth best game. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I think you watched a little more of it than I did. Yeah. Uh, the bigs were battling down low. Valanciunas and Nurkic. I think that's how you say Nurkic. Nurkic were, were banging down low for rebounds. It was really cool to see two big seven footers not get spaced out because of shooting bigs that they were yeah. actually down low trying to grab boards. And I think. Uh, Nurkic ended up with 21, 22 boards that night. Jeez. Um, you know, I noticed that the Grizz are dumb athletic. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, the space that they can, uh, like, take up 
not as far as length, but just even speed. And then also notice that just Ja Morant's fearless. He tries to, yeah. he, I think he tries to dunk every time he's near the rim. <laughs> there was one play he did, like a couple of crossovers, got, I don't know, right inside the dotted uh, tr- foul line or yeah. charge line. And in Whiteside, I think, grabbed him or something. He still tried to go up and dunk oh it. He still like attempted to go through the foul on Whiteside. I mean, Whiteside's seven foot. Yeah, he's just a huge rim protector. And he still almost dunked it. It was pretty amazing. And then he comes down court, and he tries to do some other explosive move. I just don't know how he has the legs to to continuously do that. It's really impressive. Well, I mean, he might just be like Vince Carter then. He uh, could be. You know be. how Vince was always doing that? Just like springy. Time. Yeah. Like boom, boom, come up and down. And it's different than how uh, Zion goes up. Because when Zion goes up, it's like a rocket ship. It's <laughs> so yeah. much explosion and just... How he moves his body in the air when Jaws in the air, it's uh, it's just crafty and it's it's like a quick pop. He, on he looks like he's very pow. light in the air, right? Yeah, it's like a pow. Like he just pop yeah. on you real quick without a, without even thinking. You're just gonna get, catch a real quick dunk. Yeah, I agree. So, what do you think the Grizz need to do in the offseason? Stay healthy. Get get Jaron Jackson Jr. back. What about Valanciunas? Do you think they should keep him? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if his contract's up, but yeah, I don't. I mean, as far as the way the NBA is 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 going, I would rather. I'd like to see someone in a pick and roll action with him. Which Same. I mean, he did that with Jaron. So Jaron Jackson. Well, yeah, that's what I want to see. So, so I'd rather move. see more pick and rolls with him. So maybe give him someone else that he can work with. Yeah, maybe. And do that because if you can, if you can maybe recreate Lob City with. Uh, Ja and Jaron, and you add maybe one more person. Even, but I guess Brandon Clark could be that guy. Isn't he pretty athletic? I think so. I mean, I think they have a lot of young guys. So I mean, yeah, maybe Kyle you look, Anderson look from the Spurs who came up on, under the Spurs. Is that under, where he's from? Yeah, from Pop. He okay. was under Pop for two or three years. So you know, he's got he's got a, a pretty good uh, pedigree. You know, initially building up. Dame is. I think you even said the new Kobe or that mentality oh, type I, thing. Raja Bell said that on the oh, okay, okay. Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah. I, I kind of floated that. it to you, but yeah. So you kind of agree. I mean, I he does have, he does seem like the player now who has that mentality. He does. He's all about that action. He, like, no, he doesn't care about talking. And he, he seems like he always has a way to flip the script. To yes. make it seem like you're dumb and you suck. <laughs> so I didn't know if he was going to be able to recover from missing two free throws and then them joking on him, calling him Dame Time. That's tough. Yeah, and then he puts 51 and 61. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's all about that action. He wants all the smoke, like little Dickie said. <laughs> he does. That's he true. wants it all. And I am a little scared for the Lakers that they're going to catch all that smoke. Well, let's put a plug in that because we can talk we're definitely going to expand yeah. on that in like very For shortly. Sure. Yeah. So let's go ahead uh, to best team okay. of the seeding games in the bubble. Okay. The Phoenix Suns. Yes, 100%. Whoa. Let's give them some credit because they're not, unfortunately, not making the playoffs, but they did go 8-0 undefeated in the wow. bubble. Good job, Suns. So are you excited to watch this team next year? No. 
Still. <laughs> <laughs> no. Even with Devin Booker and maybe DeAndre Ayton kind of taking the a uh, next step? Maybe. We'll see. It's still the Suns. They just had fun. I mean, I think they didn't have much to play for, and they were feeling okay. good, and they were in the bubble, and they weren't in Phoenix, which it sucks there, so they were in Orlando. <laughs> They're probably having a better time. No. Honestly... Yes, I'll be. I would look. I'm looking forward to Devin Booker's development. He reminds me of a better, a better Clay Thompson, but like not better than Clay, if that makes sense. Just his, his game. He get he can get better shots off. I think to he's better spot. off the dribble. You think? I think so. Yeah, a little would, more athletic. Yeah, okay. I th- think that's what I'm trying to say. But not the defense. No. Not at all. Yeah. No, not even close. That's the difference. And I and I even think like basketball IQ, uh, Clay is leaps yeah, and Clay, years. Yeah, Clay's so, elite. John yeah, is not saying that. I'm Clay definitely Thompson not saying. Not. No, I'm just saying kind of like game wise. Uh, and then yeah, you mentioned DeAndre Ayton, which we saw him at the the John Wall, and he he looked like a grown man in in high school. We did. Yeah, he played. Didn't he play Kevin Knox? Oh yeah, he. he I gave, might not have been to that one. Was it not you that went? Okay, uh, he gave Kevin Knox the the business. Did he? So a- Aiden's gonna be trouble. Um, I don't know what he needs to necessarily develop on. Honestly, didn't watch a lot of the Suns. I watched some of the games since the bubble, but Same. outside of that, next year if they're, I don't know how they're gonna do the season. If I can catch some of their games, um, I'll definitely. I'll definitely put them on. I'm yeah. watching them over the Wizards. <laughs> I think anybody's watching anyone okay. over the Wizards. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's that's safe to say. Um, okay. So what? Uh, back to the awards that we had uh, established originally, the yep. Camp Counselor Award. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we asked uh, each other what we who we thought our camp counselors were. Mm-hmm. You said Joachim Noah. Yep. Uh, and I said Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. And we're giving it to Carmelo Anthony. A hundred percent. Not because I was right. No. By the way, I am. <laughs> you are the you you were dude. You so killed it. Carmelo has been kind of exactly what Portland needed. He looks perfect in that system. He hit a three the other night that put him up by six. It was like the dagger. Yeah, against the Grizzlies, right? And guess what? He was just sitting on the side or out. Yeah, I mean, out look, he didn't. He didn't have a great shooting night, but they still had the confidence to go to him in that moment. Exactly, and he hit the shot. And he has the confidence to shoot it. Right, and that's what they need. They don't yes. need him to be mellow that we know. Yeah, they just need him to be a guy who can score if one, if option one, option two isn't ready. Yes, and there's no option three. And he is a problem and a matchup nightmare for teams because you can get him off of a pick and get a smaller guy on him, and he is just going to back that person down. I watched it multiple times against the Grizz. They yeah. would they would get him switched to a smaller player, and Carmelo would get on that right side on the baseline and would just few dribbles get to a spot and he'd do that turnaround little pop fade. He does. And it's it's money, and it's not like you can you can play good defense on it. When it gets to a point with Melo and these guys who have practiced that shot, if they get to that spot, it's going in. It's muscle memory at that point. It's not yeah. even like shooting. They're just doing what naturally comes to them. So Melo does that for his little his little baseline fadeaways, and he does it for that three. 
he loves to little just sit out there and just catch that ball and, and pop it. Right, exactly. That's what he's there for. He's killing it. And he you haven't heard any drama from him. I think he really respects playing for Dame. Yeah. So for, I think it's the first point guard he's actually gotten along with. Probably, because, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's Dame's confidence in mm-hmm. the way that he just runs that team. Mm-hmm. And maybe Melo got humbled a little bit from last year. Yeah, I bet. I mean, he was ready to go, and, and Dame is probably just the perfect guy for him. Melo looks like he's in really good shape, too. For the longest he does. time, I've always was like, Melo just kind of looks like he has a layer of fat on him. <laughs> like I look like I got several stuff. layers of baby fat. <laughs> Mello looks like he's a basketball player this year. It's just really weird to see that. Um, I'm glad. I'm happy for him, too. Yeah. Me, too. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to the big award, the Bubble Boy Award. The yes. MVP of just the eight games, just the eight seeding games. Yep. We picked Damon. Dame. Lillard. Yeah. Dame. I thought it might be Luca. Luca was definitely he's, in the lead until this past week. He was dropping. Uh, Luca was dropping trip dubs for for a few nights in a row. I think he might have averaged one. So or pretty close. He, to he was pretty close. I actually looked that up the other day. He was like nine point seven rebounds. So he was point oh, three away from getting that trip triple double. But yeah, Dame definitely deserves that for sure. Uh, Devin Booker was a running. Um, yeah, I would say he's probably top five. I think TJ Warren's definitely the number three. Yeah. Kind of coming out of nowhere, man. really helping out the the Pacers. My man Buckets. He is balling. Uh, maybe James Harden. Okay, yeah. I haven't. I didn't watch a lot of Rockets. I didn't either. Not. I'm really not interested in I mean, in I've them. seen parts of their games. Um, They just mm-hmm. don't, I don't know. I don't think I like that style that much. Same. I'm not with it. Um, so do you have anything you want to say more about Dame? Is he your favorite player now after watching these games? Uh, I, I mean, LeBron's still probably my favorite, but yeah, I'm more intrigued by Dame now for sure. And I'll, people are going to, people are going to hate. I'm about to get some hating. He's a better shooter than Curry. (laughs) Really? Bro. He's been working on that logo. He's going to be pulling up from half court. I promise you. Well, he did in the game against uh, Brooklyn. Watch him. He's. I, I guarantee you he's about to add that to his his little ammo arsenal. He He's going to be pulling up three three steps from, from three. He's about to take what Curry's done to a different level. I promise you. He is definitely the guy that replaced Curry this year yes. for... Who is just going to start hitting everything? Crazy shots. And I think people like Dame more than Curry. Well, Uh, I think think Kobe fans have a new guy. Yes. That's okay. So there, I was going to say the the old heads, the school of hard knock guys love Dame. For sure. The new school, new generation, they love Curry. That's like yeah, the kid <laughs> the kids love Curry and there's nothing wrong with that. Um but I think for for someone such as myself, this old head over here, Curry in his beard, Dame is my new is my new go to guy. And I'm hoping TJ continues to do what he does because I would love to be able to say I have an NC State 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, it, running his running his thing, grabbing his bag up in the NBA. Well, he could be that uh, a good third option for that Pacers team, he really or could even be. that Pacers Two. man. Wait till they get Sabonis back next year; they're gonna be good. <laughs> they're gonna be a decent team. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of good teams. Sabonis ain't as good as a dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so. Kind of moving on from the the bubble seeding games and into the actual NBA playoffs. Yeah. So we're going to kind of just go over the matchups. Yeah. And we're just going to give our picks. Still. And maybe some insight on each one. We're going to, we'll have these written down. So as we continue to record, we'll be able to give. Mm, go back to our predictions. Ro- and stuff. Yeah. Updates. See how wrong we are, probably. Oh, or yeah. how maybe we'll get some right. Who knows? Hopefully we'll get close. So uh, let's go ahead and start with the East. We got the yep. uh, the one seed Milwaukee Bucks versus eight seed Orlando Magic. Yep. I think this is a pretty uh, sweet, straightforward season yep. uh, series. Yeah. Get I your broom. Some. Get your brooms. Cause it's gonna be a sweep. Totally. Magic are way better than the Bucks. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, all right, Sean. <laughs> just kidding, guys. No, okay. the Bucks are so there. much better. That's yeah. that's a four. Yeah. So let's yep. let's go ahead and move on. Uh, to the 4-5 matchup. Indiana Pacers 4 seed versus Miami Heat the 5th seed. This should be good. I think so. What do you think of that drama versus Jimmy Butler and TJ? Supposedly Jimmy said there's no drama between them today. It's been killed, but either way, I still think there's going to be... You're about to play a playoff series. That and TJ's trying to make a name for himself, man. I, I can promise you. And Victor just come back from an injury. Oladipo? Yeah, he's ready to go. I if I were the Heat, I would not take this Pacers matchup lightly. I don't think they are. Okay, good. And they're the lower seed. I'm hoping Jimmy Butler is getting his team right. He could even be looked at as the most a counselor at this point because he's getting his no, team together. I think he's he's not a veteran yet, the, or the, not a not an old vet yet. The Heat are a problem when they're shooting those threes at 35% and above. They're, yeah. they're It's insane how quick they score. With Tyler Hero and Trevor Duncan on the floor. And then let me let me give my man Bam out of Bayou a quick shout-out. He is so good. He yeah. is so good. I, I love watching him play. He plays both ends of the court, which is hard at this time to find in a player. You usually have to yeah. develop one or the other. He's on both ends of the court. And he's dumb athletic. He has had some of the better uh, dunks and and lobs from yeah uh, Drogic on 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 the t- uh, the Heat. So are you taking the Heat in this uh, matchup then? So we got a sweep with yeah. We'll do a sweep with uh, the Bucks with the Pacers and Heat. I'm gonna go Heat and seven. Okay, I have Heat and six. Heat and seven. I think just because of the Pacers missing Sabonis, and maybe it would be different and he if he was there. Maybe the Pacers win that series, but I just think the Heat outlast them. Okay. Um. So moving on to uh, the three six matchup, we got the number three seed Boston Celtics versus yep. six seed Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. I'm not. I think Boston's got this one. Shouldn't be an issue. Ben Ben Simmons is out. Gerald's I think checked out for the year. So I was going to ask you 
I'm thinking that Embiid could maybe steal a game or two in okay. this series. Really? Boston, maybe their one weakness is down low. Yeah, it's true. If Embiid stays down low, I think he might feast on them. Terrorize it a little bit. Yeah, I think Boston will overwhelmingly beat them. Okay. I I, I picked Celtics in six, but I, I'm saying a soft six. Like, this oh. series was over, but somehow Philly stole two games. Okay, I'm going, I'm going uh, Boston in five. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do five on that for sure. Yeah, I yeah, I just think Embiid, I don't have much to yeah, I don't yeah. have much to say about the 76ers. They're not a complete team. I feel like they've checked right. out. And Boston's just kind of on the up right now. Yeah, Boston's they're they're just playing their ball, like basketball. They're they're not doing anything different. Marcus Smart's playing great. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum's a tough dual combo and then you got Gordon Hayward who Mr. Smooth out there. Yeah, and if he's healthy, you have uh, Kimba Walker. So right, oh, man, I forgot about him. Right, it's so insane. Boston's just gonna keep coming at you with shoot. Yeah, they should be fine. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to two seven. So we got number two seed yep. Toronto Raptors versus number seven seed Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. What do you think about this matchup? Sweep. Same. Toronto Raptors. sweeps. Yeah, for sure. I don't even then. Jared Allen's out. KD's not playing. Kyrie's not playing. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be worried about the Nets until next year. They do have some pieces once they add in the other uh, greats that they have in elites. Yeah, the Nets are going to be a problem. Yeah, I would but agree. Toronto, Toronto will have no no issue with that. So I wouldn't. I might watch some of that just to pay attention to it, but I, I might just catch highlights. Yeah, I think the Raptors are going to make quick work of them. It shouldn't be too big of an issue. Like, Kyle Lowry should feast uh, Ibaka, not Ibaka, um, Siakam. Siakam should just, he, he should work on his well, game. And just honestly, Ibaka too. I think all those guys surge, down Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about Yeah, Mark Gasol's probably just... Working on his game. Well, doesn't uh, the Nets have um, – who's their guy down low? Are you talking about Jarrett Allen? Yes. Afro guy? Yeah. He, uh, he's pretty tough down low to score on. So maybe they won't feast, but they, they just have so many guys down low that mm-hmm. I think they're just going to overwhelm Brooklyn, and this will be quick. Jarrett tries to block everything. <laughs> That's pretty successful. <laughs> he, he does. He tries to block everything, I watched which is him awesome. against – Portland the other night. Portland mm. needed that game, mm-hmm. and he was still blocking everything at the rim. He was trying. Yeah, he really was. So, um, that's our that's it for the East. Mm-hmm. The West, number one seed L.A. Lakers, mm-hmm. and eight seed Portland Trailblazers. Yep. What you think about your Bron Bron team? Lakers and seven. Lakers and seven. I'm telling you, Lakers. If they get they get past Portland and then they have to face either Rockets or OKC, most likely Rockets. There's no, they can't survive. They're gonna be so tired. You think so? It's over. Um, I'm not looking forward to this. You got Melo, who probably knows all of LeBron's secrets. Oh come on. What? Yeah, but come it doesn't on. matter <sighs> if you know his secrets. I mean, how? All right. I'm being. I'll be for. I will give a for real, for real answer right now. Okay. Lakers win in six. That's, I have that too. I think Dame Dalla steals one. For sure. And I think they win one at home. 
but I'm scared to even say no, that. No, at home, in the bubble. Or in the bubble. <laughs> well, I just get like, I get worried as Dame now. It's like, oh, man, he like wills his way to win. So I'm just nervous saying Lakers you know, in six. I wanted to pick the, the Blazers. I really did. I'm so scared of this matchup. As a, as a Laker fan you are? Yeah, I'm getting anxiety just looking at it. Well, I was like dead set on picking Portland in six. But then I kind of watched them against Memphis and against the Nets when they needed those games and mm-hmm. they were barely winning. And I'm like, the Nets are not good. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Dame is awesome, uh, uh, obviously. But yeah. the rest of his teammates don't play like full games for him. McCollum showed up yesterday, which he has like a fracture in his back. So, what? How reliable is he going to be? Yeah, apparently he took Man. a knee to the back the first game in the bubble. And he's... I knew he looked a little off watching. He missed a few bunnies the other night right at the rim. I'm just thinking in my head, like, CJ's usually good for, for those. Yeah. That didn't it, – okay, that makes sense. Well, hopefully he heals up fine because with him, those two, they're they're one of the toughest one-two matchup in, in the league. Yeah, I agree. When he's healthy like that. And he plays defense. They got a really good uh, front three for defense. You got Dame – is it Trent Brown Jr.? Gary Trent Jr.? Gary Trent Jr. I think that's who it yeah, is. Yeah, okay. And then you got uh, CJ. So that's that's a nasty little three. Yeah, I mean, they're good for sure. And and maybe we have this way wrong and they just kill the Lakers. But yeah. I just feel like with AD and LeBron, they're going to figure something out. At yeah. least that's the hope because they look like trash. Well, I mean, Portland's not going to be able to stop that pick and roll. Maybe they will. They'll figure it out. Maybe Nurchit can hang with uh, AD. I doubt it. Maybe. I mean, that'll be the matchup to watch for because Hassan Whiteside's going to foul out at least three games. That's a good point. Trying to guard AD. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add to that? No, no. All right, let's move on to that 4-5. So the one you were talking about, the Houston Rockets versus Oklahoma City Thunder. Yep. OKC in seven. You have OKC in seven. Oh, I have Rockets in seven. CP3's revenge. So Westbrook is out. It says, quote, a few games. Okay. I mean, I take that to mean three. Hey, he's got a strain right quad. That's a big deal for someone as quick as he is, and who uses his quickness for his game. That's okay. So this is it's not good. That factored into my decision making in that I think the Rockets are going to take the first couple games without him, and then when he comes back, Russell Westbrook, that he kind of isn't full Westbrook. Okay. And maybe that hurts the Rockets, so the Oklahoma City takes a couple of those games. Hmm. Maybe, they, as, maybe the Thunder take advantage of his matchup. I don't know. Maybe that's just thinking too I'm, far outside. I'm, I'm thinking Chris Paul's pissed, and he's just ready to ruin Harden and Russell's dreams. Chris Paul's always pissed, though. Exactly. I think he's but trying hey, to But, hey, I know you're out. right. He's definitely going to win so a game. Yeah, I'm going with that. And I want Steve, my man Steven Adams to go against um, the Lakers. In the next okay, round. I think he would probably foul out just like Whiteside, but so, we'll that's see. Cool, I'd rather see it. Than I the think. Rockets. Do you think the Lakers would rather play the Thunder? Yeah, the they Rockets? would rather. I like think so. Yeah, too. for sure. Yeah, LeBron <laughs> would be looking his chops. Like, They're like, take like, it easy on our guards, jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the number three Denver Nuggets versus Utah Jazz. Yep. The sixth seed. 
Nuggets and four. Clean sweep. Clean sweeps. Wow. I did pick Nuggets and six. Okay. I thought maybe Utah would take a couple games, but you sent me the Twitter uh, alert about Mike Conley being out for, what, a game or two, maybe? Yeah, birth of his son. He left. Well, he left a bubble, so he'll have to like quarantine. So he might miss the whole first round? He could miss, yeah. I'm, go, I'm going. I don't even like the Jazz in general. I didn't think they were good. They were the one of the most unimpressive teams in the seeding games. And I want to see Bobo shoot threes. It looks so smooth coming off his hands. Playing it small forward. Yeah, I love it. I think the Nuggets are going to be a team I want to watch. Maybe not in this round. Yes. Um, I don't know whether to change my prediction to five games just because of the Conley, but he's been so terrible for Utah this year, so I don't know if it even makes a difference. He was so good in Memphis with Zebo and Marcus Hall for so long, and now. I mean, is that style that different that he can't adjust? I don't know. This Maybe. this next matchup, the the final one we're about to talk about, is tough. Clippers and the Mavericks. Yeah, two and the seven. Okay, why do you think so? Because I have the Clippers in five. I think the Mavericks are just a a tough team with Luca, Porzingis, Hardaway. There's I that, think so too. I just don't know. My biggest concern is you're going against Kawhi. PG-13. Yeah. These are vet guys, but Luca has just somehow been here before, even though he hasn't been to the NBA playoffs. That's fair. He's, he did win the uh, the EuroLeague. Yeah, since he was like 16, 17, he's been playing in these games. So for him, maybe it, maybe it will be different. But the fact that he's also not playing in a for real playoff game because there's no crowd, how weird is this going to be? It's going to be different than any other player. It's definitely going to take the pressure off, I would think. Right? And then Porzingis has been playing out of his brain. He has. I didn't know he had this in him. And his hair doesn't move. How is that? (laughs) The perfect hair. It's amazing. We were watching the game last week, and he was just walking up court and popping threes. Remember how smooth it was? Whiteside was having a tough time guarding him. Yes. That was that was that's a tough guard. So I wonder, can who do they have? Zubak and Harrell for the Clippers. Can they guard Porzingis? Harrell has a better. I think Harrell has a better chance than Zubak. Well, don't you think they just put Kawhi or Paul George on him hmm. to take that weapon away? Can Kawhi guard? Porzingis? I'm confident that Kawhi could just guard anyone at this point. I mean, I agree, but I don't don't know. I don't know if I'd put... Well, maybe Kawhi roughs him up a little bit. I don't know if Porzingis likes a physical game. You're right. Yeah, he probably doesn't like it. But Luka is also a problem. But you got Pat Bev to sort of annoy him. We'll we'll see. He'll do light. I think he'll do light work with Pat. And it'll be easy. I do, too. But, I mean, maybe then you put PG on him. This so. is why I'm worried about this, because you have – also, Dallas has Curry. Yeah. So, who could easily give you – I just think Dallas is like a year or two ahead okay. of schedule. Okay. I don't think they're all the way there yet. I think they will be eventually. But yeah. right now, I just think it's too early. I, I think the Clippers are way too experienced, even though it's in the bubble. Who yeah. knows what will yeah. happen. I just think that – the Clippers are just going to overwhelm them. If they can all that play as a full roster, 
I don't think the Mavericks have a shot. Yeah, so maybe Clippers in six. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I have five. I think I think uh, Luca and Porzingis might go yeah. go crazy in a game and take one. But how many trip doves does uh, Luca have in this series? In oh, in this series, yeah, two. I, I'm gonna uh, call two. Over under two. You think so? Over under two? Yeah, I would say it's it. like over under three. I was gonna say one and a half, but uh, I would say under two. Under two. I just don't know how long the series is gonna be. Let's see, I'm interested to see that. Okay. So that does it for the playoff matchups, but let's go ahead and make a prediction on who we think will be the champion. Okay. And who will be our finals MVP, aka camp MVP. Hmm. Who do you have? This was very tough. Okay. I don't have any faith in the Lakers right now. Same. The Clippers, even though I just praised the shit out of them, I still don't really know how good they are on a consistent basis. Yep. Milwaukee is good, but also I'm not sure how they would do against the Raptors. Because the Raptors might just prevent Giannis from uh, doing Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. I have the Raptors as my champion. Do you really? Holy shit. <laughs> I know. I don't really know how I wow. feel about it. But and who's they... your MVP? Siakam. No way. That's cool. I like that. I just, every time I've seen them in the it's bubble fun. so far, they are so tough on okay. the inside. Yeah. And no one can compete with them. That's awesome. I love that you picked that. And they can build a wall. They're big enough to build a wall against Giannis. From I saw him to get Boston in. kind of do that to Giannis, and they're a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. So Toronto is, I guess, who I'm going with. Okay, all right, I like that. Thank I'm you. gonna, I'm gonna do something fun too for mine. Okay, okay. the LA Lakers, <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go Heat, Jimmy Butler. Heat, Heat, Jimmy Butler. Wow. Okay, that's what is- the fun. That's the fun one. Okay. All right. Well, let's well, hold on. Let's talk about that. What is the scenario that would happen for the Heat to win the championship? They're banging threes like crazy through Hero, Duncan, none. Is they, that the only way you think? That's that. I mean that that really. And then but just Jimmy good. getting them any other tough buckets. Yeah, Jimmy's a beast, bro. I, I love, like Jimmy. I love that video of him. They've been showing where he's singing some country. His song mentality reminds me of our friend Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I've said that for yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I like Jimmy. So yeah, that's my. But I think my head, my head's telling me to go with uh, Milwaukee Bucks and and Giannis as the MVP. It's just really hard to stop that guy. But if if you can build the wall, like you're saying, build the wall. Well, they beat him last year, and and we thought Giannis was a runaway train, but. You know, it is still I Giannis. C- I think C.J. Middleton's going to be the uh, the X, X factor. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, "No shit, he's got to be." But yeah, <laughs> for real, like he he he's going to have to open up the the space, and then Kyle Korver is going to have to hit the threes. I forgot they had Kyle Korver. Yeah, so like they have, they're going to have to space it out through through sh- their shot making. Yeah, just like. Mostly anyone else is going to do, but LA runs the pick and roll, and then they'll pop to Danny Green. Um, the Lakers, you're talking about? Yeah, sorry, I'm just 
spitting off people's how they are running their offense at this point. You know what the Rockets are trying to do. They're just going, going, going. Yeah. Everything runs through Dame Dollar for Portland. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, how do you think the Clippers are probably the next best team, I would say, next to the Bucks? We're talking like- about just overall. I mean, don't you think that the Clippers, if they stay healthy and they play together the whole time mm-hmm. and they just are on their game, don't you think that they would win? Yeah. Like, no one's beating them if Let's they're see. on their game, right? I just don't know if they can stop the Bucks. I mean, I'd like to see it. I think it would be very good basketball. Yeah, I'm going Bucks and Giannis as the MVP, but my fun pick would be the Heat and Jimmy Butler. I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah, I think so. That would be uh, wild. Jimmy my, Butler, man. <laughs> but that upset, yeah, I should do. I like that I gave an upset for OKC 7 on the Rockets. It's not going to happen, but. You don't I, think so? I mean, it really could. With it, Westbrook, yeah. who knows, man? Yeah, I don't know could. how he impacts that team if he's if they're better with him or without. I think they're better without him. I wish they would have a, 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 I don't know. I feel like Chris Paul was a better fit for the point guard there. I do too. I don't know why, but it just seemed like he was better for Harden because he would do a lot of the more work on, on the defensive end. Yeah. So, But I've enjoyed seeing Chris Paul uh, do his thing. And OKC, he's just showing how elite he he still is. It's incredible. It's Oklahoma City, everyone was saying, like, yeah. Chris Paul, when where is he going to get traded to in the middle of the year? And yep. he's made them a playoff team. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, I agree. And they're a fifth seed. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I got. I think that about wraps it up. I mean, yeah. I, I'm definitely looking forward to these playoff games starting on Monday. So, yeah. Uh, basically today if you're listening to this uh when this drops but um i don't know do you have anything else to add in general no i apologize if i sound like i have fog brain during this this episode (laughs) i just got back from a family vacation on on the lake so i was trying to gather my thoughts on my my drive home but outside of that i really appreciate everybody taking a listen giving the request go on the instagrams give us your thoughts and also, let us know what movies we should be yeah, checking out. Hey, I, I put a post out the other day. Like, serious, let us know which uh, movies you want. We're going to try not to tear it apart like we did today. But uh, <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> but hey, we'll watch it, okay? I Definitely. Mean, just, give us, uh, just give us some uh, suggestions. Let's do it. But you know what you got to do. No, I don't. What is that? You got to keep that pork slide on, boy. Oh, I thought it was you cover your papers. Oh, hi, Sean. Hi, John. <laughs> Keep the poke laughing.